What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Yukon Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's episode, we talk about Yukon's weekend series split versus Boston University. And I also talk a little bit about their game against Sacred Heart last Saturday. We also talk about the Yukon women's hockey team sweeping RIT this past weekend as well. And I also recap some of the out-of-town scores in Hockey East. But before we get to all of that, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at the Connecticut Hockey Podcast. Also, leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps this podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I'd really appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot to me. Also, follow our Instagram page at the Yukon Hockey Pod for updates on this podcast and, of all things, Yukon Hockey. Now, without further ado, here is today's episode. Enjoy. Wow, what an interesting series that this Yukon Hockey team had against Boston University. Uh, there is a lot to discuss as I'm going to try to go just dive deep into these games and just talk about what happened. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about what happened in the Sacred Heart game as well last week. But before I get into all of that, i just like to apologize uh, for not recording an episode last week. I explained on the Instagram story, but I had a math exam and um, I had to take some time just to study for that and get ready for that. And because of that math exam, I didn't have enough time to record this podcast. So please forgive me. You know, sometimes education comes first. So um, I hope you guys can understand that. Um, another thing I want to address before I get into everything is that my usual co-host, Chris, will not be um, on today's episode. Uh, so it's just going to be me doing this solo. Um, and there will also be two episodes uh, this week, one on Monday, which is today if you're listening to it or if you're listening to it some other day this week. And then there's going to be another episode uh, released on Friday. Friday's episode is going to be more of a preview episode just talking about the Ohio State series um, that UConn has. So just wanted to address that and apologize for that as well. But let's get into this weekend series that UConn had against Boston University. Um, a good test for this UConn team to start off the season. BU's a team that's loaded with talent. Um, and they also are the 10th ranked team in the country. They made the national tournament last year. So I thought this was a good test for UConn to see how they uh, will do against a top, I think a team that's probably going to finish top five in Hockey East. And I thought they looked very well um, in this series for the most part. There's obviously some things that I think they should work on, which I'll get into in a little bit. But for the most part, I thought they played very well. And the thing that impressed me the most about the, this series um, obviously, Saturday night, there was a lot of goals scored, five goals scored. But the thing that impressed me the most was honestly the defense um, that that was presented in this series, especially uh, from Darian Hansen on Saturday and just the defense in general uh, from Friday night into Saturday night. But I think w w the, the defense impressed me a lot is because, one, they shut down some of BU's top players. Uh, two players look I was kind of interested to see um, – how they would do in this series was Logan Cockerell, um, who's obviously the captain of this BU team. He's had a lot of success um, in his collegiate career. And Luke Tuck. Luke Tuck was one of the best uh, freshmen in Hockey East last year. He's obviously the brother of Alex Tuck, um, who's currently on the Golden Knights right now. And to be completely honest, I did not hear a word from those players. I didn't even hear their name being called. Like, UConn completely shut them out. Um... Tyler Boucher, who's the 10th overall pick, he had like a few chances on Saturday night, but Friday night, I didn't really see much of him, if I'm being completely honest. They shut down some of BU's top 
tier players and that's something that impressed me and that's something that's going to be big for this UConn team moving forward because there's going to be players that are going to try to steal games for uh, the some of these teams that they're going to play in the season and if UConn can shut them out I think a lot of teams in Hockey East are going to have a lot of trouble trying to figure out how to beat Darian Hansen and get through this UConn defense they're going to rely on their third and fourth lines and I think that's a big key to look out for for this UConn um, season so that was something that really impressed me was just their defense the penalty kill was pretty good for the most part especially on Saturday Darren Hansen made some incredible saves I'm gonna get into all that like I said in a little bit but that was kind of my big takeaway uh, from the series was just how good the defense was um, Carter Berger and Harrison Reese are a great defensive duo I don't think they've been getting enough credit obviously Berger got the goal on Saturday night so some of his offense was being recognized but I think defensively, especially Friday night, those two work very well together. Um, so I thought, I just thought defensively, that's what impressed me the most by this UConn team. Obviously, offensively, they kind of started to click a little bit on Saturday night. But I thought the defense was the biggest thing that stood out to me. So let's start off talking about Friday night's game. So basically, five minutes in, Vladislav first off scores an amazing goal. Just def- deeks out this defender and pokes it five hole through Camezzo. And UConn gets the one nothing lead to start off the game. And this was just a great goal by first off. He's had an incredible season so far. Uh, three goals in four games for him. He was one of the best players on the ice against Sacred Heart last Saturday. And he showed it again on Friday night against this BU team. And that was that was good to see from first off. Uh, just to see the goals that he's been scoring. Just because they've been very impressive goals. Especially the second goal that he scored against Sacred Heart. I was at the game. I'm not even joking with you. I didn't even know he scored because it was such an awkward angle and it just found a way in the net. And he's going to be a big piece for this UConn team uh, this year because I think if first off can make an even greater offensive jump than he had his freshman and sophomore year, they just have one of the best goal scorers in hockey East along with Johnny Evans and some of their other top players as well. So first off is going to be a big key uh, for this UConn team this year. And I'm excited to see some of the stuff that he does this year. Um, especially since now he has some hockey East experience he is going into his junior year. He also has the world junior experience as well, which I think is going to be important for him uh, this season. So he got that big goal to start off uh, the game against BU. And then it kind of the game was kind of just like a chess match. That's kind of how I would uh, describe it. The BU outshot UConn in that game. But to be completely honest with you, at points in the first and second period especially, a lot of BU's chances, in my opinion, were not grade-A scoring chances. There are a lot of shots from the point, just getting shots on net. Nothing, like, too crazy. They obviously, they obviously had a few good chances in the second period. Um, I don't need to get into the specifics, but if you just watch the game, there were some good chances. Um, I thought they really one thing that I noticed from BU's chances compared to UConn's chances was BU was getting a lot of rebounds on their chances. And BU eventually did capitalize on it, but they did create some good, some scoring chances from uh, the rebounds that Hanson had. Uh, but most of them were just like shots from the point, not a lot of like shots that would be like goals, especially in college hockey. And that's one thing that I talked about earlier was just how good that UConn defense was because they weren't giving BU those grade A scoring chances. Because if you give BU any grade A scoring chances, they're eventually going to find the net. Um, 
but they didn't really have that many uh, grade-A scoring chances, which I thought was a big key for them, um, at least in the first and second period, and that's why I thought that lead was kind of staying one to nothing. But UConn had a few chances, obviously. Kevin O'Neill had that big chance in the second period, but was just absolutely robbed by Comezzo, who played fantastic on Friday night. He was probably BU's best player. He just did not I think one thing they noticed in the broad one thing they said on the broadcast on Saturday night was just how good Comezzo's rebound control was and I've never seen Comezzo play in person but that's something that really stood out to me was this guy does not give out too many rebounds and second hand chances and I think that's a big benefit to this BU team because um if you don't get those second hand chances it's very hard to score some goals obviously um, and yeah, especially against a UConn team that's kind of gritty. I think they sometimes they get a lot of some of their goals on their secondhand chances, and Comezzo kind of just just did not give them any uh, rebound uh, rebounds, um, which UConn couldn't really convert on. But UConn did have some good uh, good goal scoring opportunities. I think the big one was obviously O'Neal's. Like I said in the second period, he was absolutely stoned by Comezzo. But I got to my cap to Comezzo. He played fantastic in this game and really was probably BU's best player and kind of shut down every goal opportunity that UConn had after the goal that first off scored in the first period. So that was kind of the big takeaway. But then I think the big problem I noticed from UConn, especially in this game, and I know some of the penalties were not great from Friday night, but UConn is taking way too many penalties and it eventually did cost them um, in the end of this game. So basically in the third period with five minutes left, uh, Sam Stevens scores. Um, the puck kind of hits the boards awkwardly, and the puck's just right next to Stevens' stick with an empty net. Uh, Stevens kind of pokes, stuffs it in there. Uh, Hansen does not see it at all. Like I said, just took an awkward bounce. Nothing Hansen could do about it. Nothing the defense could do about it. And credit to Stevens for um, uh, capitalizing on that opportunity. So the game's tied eventually one-to-one, which is obviously disappointing. But you know what? I was feeling good because one thing I liked about the Sacred Heart game last week was when UConn was down, or at least when they were tied in going into the third period, they showed a lot of urgency, and then they eventually found a way to capitalize when Joachim Kondalik scored that goal. And that was something that I love seeing. There was a shift before the Kondalik goal on Saturday when they played Sacred Heart. I think it was Torvberg, O'Neal, and Shandor. And they played fantastic. They were providing a lot of offensive zone pressure. And I thought they really gave Sacred Heart a lot of troubles. Like Sacred Heart could not clear the zone in when they played in that shift right before the Condolik goal. And I think that gave UConn a lot of momentum when Condolik in his line stepped in and scored that goal, which eventually became the game winner and ultimately had UConn win that game. So when Steven scored that goal, even though it was an unfortunate bounce, it was like, you know what, I'm still confident in this UConn team. Even though they are getting outshot, they still are playing very well they were getting some good opportunities and I feel like if they just have that sense of urgency like they did on Saturday night they're going to find a way and score and they're going to beat this BU team or at least hold on for a tie at least and unfortunately that just didn't happen because like I said before penalties were a big problem for this UConn team um, they, they were kind of a problem on Saturday night against Sacred Heart Luckily, though, the penalty kill played fantastic, and then UConn obviously capitalized on their one power play opportunity. Um, but unfortunately, um, on Friday night, special teams was an issue, but it kind of went BU's way. I don't think UConn capitalized on any of their power play opportunities, and 
and UConn committed too many penalties, which I thought could have been avoided. And this was also a problem on Saturday night, which I'll get into, but at least for Friday night's perspective, I personally thought Turnbull, his penalty that he committed, the boarding, I just thought it was unnecessary. The guy didn't have the puck at all, um, and he just smashed him on the boards. I just thought the penalty could have been avoided, and ultimately that penalty kind of bit UConn in the butt because um, Hanson, there was a lot of offensive pressure that BU gave and then eventually Master Simone uh, buried the rebound to give BU the lead, and ultimately that ended up being the game-winning goal. And it was a pretty heartbreaking loss, to say the least, just because I thought UConn played very well throughout 54 minutes, but as Coach Kavanaugh said in his post-game press conference, you know, we played great for 54 minutes, but unfortunately, you know, if you want to win games in the Hockey East Conference, you got to play uh, a full 60-minute game and play well for full 60 minutes or else you're not getting those dubs. And um, that was kind of just the key for that game on Friday. I just thought, you know, penalties eventually, you know, uh, that could be Achilles heel for this UConn team this year. Hopefully not. Hopefully they work that thing out because one thing that impressed me with them last year was just how disciplined they were. Um, but, you know, it's early in the season. You know, that's, I think this stuff happens. I feel like once the season starts getting rolling, I feel like penalties won't be that big of an issue for this UConn team. But on Friday night, I felt like they were. I will admit, though, there were some terrible calls that were made, especially the call on Artem Shane, which was just ridiculous. I don't know what the ref was seeing. Uh, that was he's, I, that, I, I was so surprised when um, that penalty was called. That was ridiculous. But luckily, that penalty didn't end ending up hurting UConn. But unfortunately, the penalty um, that Turnbull had eventually uh, did end up hurting UConn, unfortunately. But, you know... It is what it is. Sometimes that happens. But, you know, one thing that impressed me, though, um, from the series was just how UConn bounced back from that loss on Friday because Saturday night was a completely kind of different game uh, in the sense of, I thought, how UConn's offense started to click. Um, One thing they struggled with Friday night was kind of completing their offensive opportunities. And on Saturday, that was um, not the case. They completed on a lot of offensive opportunities. The biggest thing that impressed me was how UConn played on the transitions. Um, the goal that Johnny Evans scored um, was a great play by Gatcom as he just took the puck from the neutral zone and just sauced it over to Evans. And Evans just going to, if you leave Evans opens like that, which BU did, he's going to bury those chances, which he did. Gatcom also scored a goal. I think it was the second one, or actually it was the first goal of the game where it just took an awkward bounce and he just buried a top shelf. Torvberg played fantastic on Saturday. I loved his hustle to the net when he scored that third goal and just um, just buried it or just poked it in. That was a great play. I was I think that's one of the I think Torvberg's honestly been one of their best players this year. He scored that great goal um, last Saturday against Sigurdhart, and then he scored obviously that good goal against Boston University on Saturday. Just like I said, the hustle to the net was great to see. And then he scored that other goal, which um, was just a mistake, I think, by Comezzo. I think he was focusing too much on Condolik since BU wasn't really covering him. And I think since he was focusing so much on that, he kind of came out of position. And good for Torvberg for um, noticing that and taking advantage of it and scoring that goal, which basically kind of just sealed the deal for BU. And then Carter Berger tipped my cap. That was a great goal. What a shot by him just through traffic. Comezzo had no chance to see it. And it was 5-1. And at that point, UConn just was rolling through that game game but one thing one thing from that friday saturday night game that i don't think is getting enough talked about is how well darian hansen played obviously he had that highlight real save in the early part of the third period where he just took his blocker and he just i don't know it was like a weird street hockey save that he made it was great to see but 
UConn on Saturday, I thought, took some unnecessary penalties again. Canal kind of got a high-sticking penalty away from the play. Um, that that penalty could have cost him. They were still down by two goals. And then Johnny Evans took a really unnecessary penalty where he just checked the guy like seconds after the whistle was blown. Like it was just like I thought it was avoidable. And it's just like as a fan, you're watching this. It's like, oh man, these penalties could be avoided because if they just don't take these penalties, they're not giving BU the opportunities, you know, to capitalize on their power plays. And this is where I thought Hanson played very well because Darren Hanson was the best penalty killer on Saturday night. BU had so many opportunities to score on the power play, and they just could not convert because Hanson played so freaking well. He made some incredible saves, and credit to the penalty kill. They did so well on Saturday night, and they did well on Friday night too. Just unfortunately, the one power play um, opportunity um, just didn't go their way and ended up costing them for that game on Friday. But Saturday, they were not letting that um, BU's power play going to cost them the game at all because they played fantastic they blocked some great shots i thought um bu just could not capitalize on any of their opportunities they were shooting the puck all the way around and then eventually bu just started getting frustrated which i thought affected them because they just couldn't find a way to score a goal after that um i do want to give credit though to matt brown he uh, scored the first goal um against for bu on saturday it was a great play by him what a shot um uh just good uh trans good uh break into the offensive zone for bu and you know, he capitalized on that great um, two-on-one opportunity. So, um, credit to Matt Brown. That was a that was a great goal. Tip my cap. But luckily for UConn fan perspective, that goal did not really do anything because UConn, like I mentioned before, um, scored those four unanswered goals on um, uh, scored those four unanswered four unanswered goals, which ended up winning them the game. So ultimately, I thought UConn played extremely well uh, this weekend. You know, they just, unfortunately, that one penalty kind of bit them in the butt on Friday and cost them the game. Um, and then Saturday, basically, BU just could not capitalize on their power plays. They got frustrated. And eventually, it just kind of um, kind of distracted them from, you know, trying to get the goals that they needed to win. And Hanson played great. He made some great saves and kind of kind of helped win, UConn win that game. And then UConn capitalized on their offensive opportunities. Berger, like I said, scored that great goal in traffic. Torberg played very well. Gatcombe's been a great player, and I think he's brought a lot of veteran leadership to this UConn team this year, which has been great to see. So overall, it was a great, I thought, weekend series split. You know, it's going to be hard to sweep series, I think, this year just because Hockey East is so um, very balanced. Um, but it was just a good, um, good, good weekend series split, and I think they're in a good position going into the going into their first month of the season, especially since they're going to be on the road for a little bit. Um, when I saw that their next home game is November 12th, I was like, wow, that's, I think for their perspective, it's not really a big deal just because like, you're not, you're really just traveling on the weekends like once and that's about it. But for a fan perspective, I think it kind of blows just because there's none of these, the games that they're playing on the road for the next month are just like hard to get to like Ohio state's obviously very hard to get to, um, Northeastern, I think they play them on a Tuesday night. Most people are working, I would assume. So that that game is going to be hard to get to. Uh, those Tuesday night games are tough to get to, especially on the weeknights because people have work and other things they have to do. I'm trying to think who else they have on that road trip schedule. Dartmouth, that's a bit of a drive. And then obviously they play Maine as well uh, for a weekend series. So that's a bit of a drive as well. So it's just hard road games to get to. So for a fan perspective, it's just like, oh, that kind of stinks because... We can't even you can't we can't you can't even support the team on the road just because the games are hard to get to. 
So it's gonna be t- it's it's gonna but you know it is what it is. I'm just saying it's definitely interesting that they ha- they're gonna be on the road for pretty much over a month. But once that this kind of road trip ends for them, I think um, the schedule kind of eases up and they have a lot of home games and a lot of accessible road games. If you're a fan, if you want to see them on the road, which is obviously fun to do. But I just found that interesting when I just was looking through the schedule. So. But yeah, so good weekend series split for the Huskies, and I think it's going to give them a lot of positive momentum heading into Ohio State next weekend. So that will be fun to see that matchup. But like I said, UConn capitalized. The main takeaways, I'm just going to kind of summarize it all up. Main takeaways for UConn, Friday night, um, great played great defensively, kind of grinded it out. Unfortunately, un, un, unfortunately a bad bounce gave, tied the game for Boston University. And then BU kind of took advantage of the late power play that UConn uh, gave them. And that just ended up being the game. And UConn, I thought, outplayed BU for 55 minutes of that game. But unfortunately, in hockey, like Coach Kavanaugh said in the post-game press conference, you got to play a full 60. And then Saturday, it was kind of the opposite. UConn basically just capitalized on their offensive opportunities they had. Darren Hansen played out of his mind. And BU just could not capitalize on their power plays. And unfortunately, that kind of... Uh, costed them that game on Saturday, but a good, good weekend series split for UConn. It's good to be 2-1-0 and to start off um, the season, and I think that's going to be good, positive momentum heading into this big road trip that they have coming up, and hopefully they can snag a few wins from this road trip, and once they do that, I think they'll be in a good position in early part of November to uh, push for a Hockey East um, title um, and put themselves in a good position for the playoffs to do that, so that's obviously the goal, and that's something that you know we'll be thinking about a lot throughout this regular season. So the UConn women's hockey team also played as well. Now, to be completely honest, I could not find this game at all. There was absolutely no highlights from this game at all. It was on this thing called Stretch TV. I've never heard of it before. So I'm just going to go. Basically, I'm, I have to go off the box score um, from from these two games. But UConn did... I thought from just the box score alone, they seemed like they kind of figured out RIT a little bit on Saturday night after the second period. It was kind of a, I think they were up by one goal, if I'm not mistaken, on Saturday. And then basically the four-goal third period kind of um, sealed the deal for UConn and helped them sweep RIT, which was good to see. This is definitely an opponent UConn should be sweeping. Um, Just doing little research on RIT. They were one of the not the best team in college hockey last year. I don't think they. I think they either won one game or they didn't win any games. Uh, so they had a tough season last year, and it seems like that's kind of repeating itself this year for them as they still haven't won a game yet, and they have a lot of um, young players on this team, uh, which is um, I think UConn gives UConn an advantage just because they have a lot of veteran players on their team. So which is um, good to see because you want to take advantage of your veteran experience against a young team like RIT because that's how you're going to win some games in college hockey, which I thought, which it seemed like UConn did in this series. Uh, Vicki Harkness played very well, scored four goals this weekend. Um, she's honestly becoming one of the better players in hockey East, and I don't think she's getting enough credit for how good of a player she is. She brings some great leadership. She's obviously wearing the A this year, and she's scoring goals this year as well. So I'm, I've been very impressed by her play this year. Um, Snodgrass got on the board as well in this game. Danny Fox, I think, scored two goals on Saturday as well. So it was a great team effort uh, for UConn against RIT. A lot of players got on the board, which is good to see. It helps build momentum heading into the beginning part of the season. So just an overall good sweep for the UConn women's hockey 
team against opponent they should be sweeping. And now they start off their Hockey East play, I think, against May next week. So some good positive momentum uh, for that team heading into next weekend's series, which I'm excited to see. And I think they will do well in Hockey East this year. So, But that's kind of the recaps for the game so far. Uh, for UConn, uh, been impressed uh, to say the least by both the men's and women's teams, and I think they're gonna have. I think both of them are gonna have good seasons so far, just from the early sample size that we have. Obviously, there's a lot of seasons to go. There's obviously a lot of things to talk about when that happens, but you know, so far from an early sample size, they've been playing great. So thumbs up to both of those teams. So now let's talk a little bit about some of the out of town scores. Uh, let's start off with the men's side. Uh, so the icebreaker tournament took place. Two hockey East teams played in this, Northeastern and Boston College. And Boston College ended up winning the icebreaker tournament as they won like the trophy or whatever. Um, Boston College uh, tied Quinnipiac officially 2-2. Two to two, And then they beat Holy Cross 6-1. to one. Um, I think Northeastern lost to Quinnipiac 3-0. Um, but they did beat Holy Cross in the first game. So Now one thing about this icebreaker tournament I do want to talk about is the fact that it should have been probably in the heart center because I watched a little bit of this um, this past weekend and like it seemed like no one was at the DCU center. And I'm like, why don't they just put it at the heart center? I feel like that would have been a better atmosphere just because the stadium's a bit smaller. Um, but that's just me. I think they just probably wanted to sell probably more tickets putting it at the DCU center. But you know, I feel like atmosphere wise, it would have been uh, better to put it at the heart center. But you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to complain too much about that just because it's there's nothing I can do about it. It just is what it is. Um, BU looked pretty impressive. I think they're definitely going to be a, probably one of the better teams in hockey this year. Um, they know how to score goals. I think they have veterans on this team, which is something that they – that's one thing I think they wanted to address um, in this offseason. They definitely dipped their toe in the transfer portal, getting guys like Brandon Cruz and Eric Dopp, who was their goalie. Um, so those are – I think their transfers are going to be a big thing for BC this year because I think they wanted to kind of bring that veteran experience to their team, and I think it was benefited them um, this in this weekend in the icebreaker tournament. No, Northeastern looks very good. Um, unfor- I think Quinnipiac is going to be a good team this year, so that was actually one of the matchups I was looking forward to see. Um, I think Northeastern has some things they got to work out, but I think they're going to be a decent team. I still think UConn's a much better team than Northeastern. The fact that Northeastern was ranked higher than them in the Hockey East preseason poll still surprises me. But Northeastern's going to be a pretty solid team this year just from watching a little bit of their game so far. And they just ran into a good Quinnipiac team that ultimately ended up beating them. BU and UConn ended up being the only Hockey East um, teams to play against each other. Um, uh, this weekend, Merrimack did play Providence on Thursday, which Providence ended up winning that game. But Merrimack did bounce back in their home opener against Sacred Heart, winning against them. Um, Maine got swept by Omaha this past weekend in Omaha, and Colgate swept Vermont uh, this weekend at the Gutterson Fieldhouse. And Providence um, ended up winning another game, a non conference game against AIC. So um, that's kind of just the quick recap for the hockey East men's side not really much to talk about just because it's out of conference games i think you kind of need a bigger sample size to kind of see what these teams are going to be like i think you have a somewhat of an idea of what some of these teams are going to be like but you know i think you kind of need more uh, games to see what they're going to be like and i think for the as the month goes on you will i'll kind of get a better idea what these teams are going to be like um but you know it should be interesting i think that colgate first of all i just want to say that colgate vermont series um 
was kind of underrated. I think Colgate's a pretty solid team, so I'm excited to see them actually against UConn. I think they're coming to UConn in December-ish. Um, I might be wrong on that, but I'm excited to see um, them against UConn. But that was an interesting non-conference series to watch, uh, them against Vermont. Now, where things are a bit interesting in the out-of-conference things is in the women's side of things because Northeastern, who was the second-ranked team in the country, uh, got swept. They lost both of their um, games this weekend against uh, Boston University and Providence. So I think that's big news for UConn because I think that shows um, I think that shows that UConn can definitely compete um, against a team like Northeastern because other teams in hockey are um, competing against Northeastern. I think UConn played very well against Northeastern last year, and I think UConn can definitely uh, compete with um, some of these teams in hockey. So it should be fun. I think it's definitely going to be a much... I don't think it's going to be as... Um, I think there was a lot of people that predicted that just Northeastern is kind of just going to roll through this conference. That's not going to happen, in my opinion. I think um, there's going to be a lot of teams in Hockey East that uh, give Northeastern a run for their money. I think UConn's one of those teams, but I think there's other teams in Hockey East as well. Um, BU's definitely one of those teams. I think they're definitely going to surprise some people. They have a lot of good young players, and I'm interested in once it comes all together, which it seems like it's going, it seems like it's happening right now for BU. They're going to be a really solid team in Hockey East and a tough challenge. Um, BC looks very good. They beat Merrimack on Saturday. Um, and then Providence is going to be another team that's going to give teams some challenges. Obviously, they made the tournament last year, uh, lost in the Hockey Championship game, and then it seems like uh, they got some revenge against Northeastern on Saturday. So um, Maine beat Long Island University uh, this past weekend as well, and Colgate uh, swept Vermont last week as well. The women's team also played Colgate as well. So... Some interesting things to think about for the hockey's women's side of things. I think the biggest news is just Northeastern being swept and how it's going to affect them in the rankings and which hockey's teams are going to be in the rankings. I think BU, if they're not in the rankings uh, this weekend, they'll definitely be in it next weekend if they continue um, getting good results like they did this weekend, which I think will happen soon. Uh, so I think that's going to be interesting to see. I'm interested to see how far Northeastern drops in the rankings. I think they're still going to be top 10. Actually, they definitely will be still top 10. I think they're going to be like ranked fifth or sixth i think they're gonna drop down only like three spots um but you know just something interesting to see uh northeastern um they obviously struggle they've been struggling a little bit i think the big problem for them it seemed like just offensively they didn't get anything clicked only scored one goal this weekend so that's definitely a surprise um and i think they're definitely missing alina mueller a lot because she's still hurt from that injury uh, from the world championships and the thing with Mueller is she's she's going to miss some time for the Olympics as well she's playing for team Switzerland so they won't see too much of Mueller um, this season so that's going to be interesting to see how it affects uh, Northeastern going forward for this season so that's definitely something to look out for but I still think Northeastern is definitely um, the top dog in hockey East but I think there's going to be a lot of uh, competition this year for um, that trophy this year. I don't think it's just kind of, uh, I think a lot of people initially thought that Northeastern was just going to get the trophy, but I personally don't think that's the case. I think there's going to be a lot of teams challenging for that trophy and giving Northeastern run for their money. And I definitely think the UConn women's team is one of those teams to do that. So I appreciate everyone listening uh, to this episode. It means a lot to me. I apologize. Uh, like I said, if I kind of repeated myself a little bit, 
Um, it's kind of hard to do this solo without your co-host, but he will be back soon. I don't think he won't be back for Friday's episode, but I'm hoping he'll be back for next week's episode. So we'll see how things go with that. But thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. It was great being back in the XL Center um, on last Saturday and then this past Friday as well. Just the energy was great and just felt good to just be back at a hockey game. It's been it was been like over a year and a half since I've been to a game. So I was really happy to just be back in the arena and just see the sights and sounds. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, it was great being there. Um, it was also, yeah, it was just great being there. It was just, it's, it's so much fun going to hockey games. I love it, man. Uh, but thank you for listening, uh, to this episode. Like I said before, I apologize for rambling a little bit. I apologize for repeating myself a little bit. You know, that's what happens when you do this solo, but you know, I try my best. I'll see you guys on Friday with another great episode as we preview the weekend series against Ohio State and we preview the UConn women's hockey series uh, coming up this weekend as well. Take care, everyone. Have a great day, and I'll see you guys on Friday. Peace. Thank you for listening. Let's go.